0: Your call is now live.
1: Hello, everyone. Hopefully you're having a great day. Um, this is uh, Phil Puma, a coach for the Corps uh, for a Level 3 and realtor here out of Charlotte, North Carolina area. I um, appreciate you guys being on the call. Um, we're going to talk about building a team today. Um, hopefully you guys' year is starting out great. This is my best year ever. Um, I've been doing this since 2003, been in the Core for Seven years now, and getting better every year. And this year is just starting out phenomenal. Hopefully, you guys are seeing the same. Um, we're here to help you in doing that. So, um, I know some of you guys are on level one on the CDs. That's where I started back in this program um, years ago. I started on CDs, went right into level three coaching, um, got through that, and became a coach. And you know, when I when I got hooked up with the core at that point, I was doing about ten million. Um, this month alone in April, I'm doing 16 million, my biggest and best month, single month ever. But I'm doing almost double this month that I did in an entire year prior to the course. So the level of growth and where you guys are starting out, it's just going to be unbelievable. And every year, everyone in the course just keeps pushing to do more and more and more. Um, I look forward to helping you guys on that journey. I'm here for whatever thing, anything you guys need. I am going to open it up for questions at different times. So if you have some questions, jot them down I am going to stop a few times throughout this call and open it up for questions so um, we're going to here help you building a team I know some of you might have just be solo just you and that's kind of how I started Um, some of you you know might have some team members they might be in the wrong position Um, there's there's a lot to work with whether you have a team or not and I'm going to kind of start from the foundation of where we're first going to start if you're on this call I'm assuming you don't like sending emails pulling comps doing paperwork Um, We obviously want to be out and sell, and the way we're going to be able to make more money is for us to sell. Um, The three main things we need to do as we're building a team, us as a team leader, number one, we need to prospect, and 80% of our time, 80 to 90% of our time needs to be to prospect. So that needs to be in your calendar schedule every day. Um, You need to make sure that it's in there and make sure you do it. I know a lot of people have it in their calendar to make their theme day calls but they're bumping it out. You need to make calls. Right now we're focusing on 30 outbound phone calls every day, so 30 outbound phone calls. You're not going to probably talk to 30 people, but if we make 30 outbound phone calls, we're going to probably talk to 15. That 15 are going to develop into a lot of appointments, a lot of deals, so we need to make sure we're prospecting, talking to more people, meeting more people. That is our number one goal always. The second step and number two goal as a leader is we need to build that team to cater to our clients. So we're going to get these people signed up. We're going to get these referrals coming in. We need to make sure that our team is there and we build a team that's going to cater to these clients. Um, that's kind of the second level. Number three is a leader. We need to make sure we're always counting the money. And how we grow that team, what pace we grow that team is going to be important to how we're counting that money to make sure we have enough money and revenue coming in and continuing leads to come in so we can continue to hire and build a team.
2: Um, and as
1: we continue to build that team income continues to grow um for me when i first started in the core i was working 70 plus hours when i was doing that 10 million which it's been night and day in the changes you know and at that point i was working you know so many hours i just i just thought okay there's no way i can do more business or so many more hours in a day that was my mindset and really to start building a team you really have to get out of that mindset because the way to be able to to make more money, do more business, is you do have to hire that team. And I know a lot of us have a lot of fears around hiring, so I really want to start with fears around hiring. But my growth, once I got over these fears, um, I went from working 75 hours to now I'm about 50 hours, and that's including the hours that I put in, you know, for the core. Um, and I went from doing $10 million to almost $100 million. So it's night and day, and it can be done, and really the, the way to do it, is this call right here it's building that team and getting over your fears so i i had the fear of hiring i know where you guys are so i know every one of you have a fear i'm going to go over a lot of fears you might have but if there's any other fears i don't i don't cover here i'm going to open up for questions and i can elaborate any of the fears i'm talking about or if you guys have any others one of my fears was no one can do this job as well as i can do it i'm the best at everything i'm the best at typing emails i'm gonna type the best at calling everyone um, when I first started and hired my first assistant, I made a point that she had to copy me on all of her emails. At this point right now, I'm not even in email. It comes back to you have to get over that fear and trust because it's, gonna, it's the only way you can grow. Um, there is a lot of people, it sounds crazy and I realize it and you need to realize it too. There's people out there that are going to do a better job than you are doing on a lot of the items that happen throughout the day. So um, I felt I had to talk to every client I felt I had to send every email. Um, the only way you can grow, you have to get over that fear and train people properly and trust them to do it. So um, now I realize, like I mentioned, that there's people out there on my team that do their position way better than what I did it when I, when I was trying to do it and do everything else. All right. And that fear, that fear, to be honest with you, that fear of everyone not doing it better as you continue to grow and hire more people, that fear is going to be there. But we have to overcome it. I still have to overcome it every day even though i know people are great i still have that concern but we have to get over that so another fear is hey what if business slows down what if this year isn't as good as last year hey i just had a bad month we need to get over that you need to believe in your numbers all right at the core we are going to push you to do the things that are going to generate business we're going to help you generate business but you have to have that team to cater to those to those clients because if they're not catering to those clients the referrals and repeat business is not going to come in all right so you need to hire good staff you need to train them and lead them and your numbers will go up i you know i used to see you know when i hired someone i saw it as an expense and really i see it as an asset now and you really need to see that so um it's really just it's it's an asset over a liability um i it was tough for me to see it and believe it but every person i have hired has allowed me to have more time to prospect, and that's what I enjoy doing. That's what I love doing, and that's why my numbers have increased. So, um, I mean, you really just have to get over that mindset that, you know, and, and looking that you have to do everything. And, and, again, we want to make sure that we're still that salesperson, but we need to look at it from perspective of a business person, too, that um, there is – and we're going to look at some numbers and talk about numbers, but, you know, having people – take care of your clients, and do more of the paperwork operations process so we can stay in sales, is going to really maximize your time and money. Um, so, And that's the only way you're going to prioritize. If not, you're going to be in every deal all the time, and you're not going to be able to prioritize your time and focus on the prospecting, which needs to be your main thing. So what I want all of you guys to do, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to give you these um how to calculate what you're worth per hour and I want you to do this you can do it here on the call you can do it after but this is really eye-opening and it was eye-opening to me um, when I first you know started um, with the core um one thing Rick always asked me is hey how much how much of that fifteen dollar an hour work did you do today um, and it was always a ton I mean that was most of my day so you gotta really the, the job you're doing is it worth the hourly wage that you're getting paid all right and really for us and the the money we want to make or are making we need to make sure we're focusing on prospecting and spending our time because that's where the high dollar compensation is paid. So um, obviously we have 52 weeks so what you need to do is take take how many hours you worked per week obviously if you're at 40 if you're more than 40 you multiply that times 52 weeks so if you're working 40 hours a week times 52 that gives you um, 2,080 hours. Again, if you're working more hours, it's obviously going to be, that number is going to be greater. So then, take how much you made last year. Net income, what you paid taxes on, not gross. Net
0: income. And divide that by the amount of hours you worked, and that will give you your hourly rate. So I have some
1: statistics here. If you made $500,000 and you worked 40 hours a week, divide that by that 2,080 hours. And you're worth $240 per hour. Okay? So really just calculate what you're worth per hour. And realistically, if you can afford to delegate stuff that is a lot less per hour pay, you need to delegate it. We need to make sure we have enough income coming in, and we're going to talk about that. You can't just automatically hire someone without making any money. Um, Our goal here is to make sure that you're over your dashboard income. For two months, three months in a row to make sure enough, over it enough to be able to pay for that new salary coming in. And that new salary, once you get them up and running and trained properly, will allow you to, to increase and make more money. So my hours, again, like I mentioned, went from over 70 down to 50. You know, my per hour was probably about 60 per hour when I first started in the core. And now it's over 500 per hour. So I need to make sure every hour and what I'm doing is it worth 500. And you need to realize that, too, in every day and what you're doing. What is your hourly wage? Is it worth you doing that? If not, we need to hire someone to do that position, again, long as there's enough income coming in to your team. So those are a few fears um, that are out there. Obviously, there's the fear that no one could do it better than you, um, the fear that business is going to slow down, and those are fears that you're going to have to overcome. I really want to open it up here for a few minutes If any other any. I guess anything you want me to expand on on these fears or any other fears that you have in hiring a team or any issues and problems you're having with your current team, so Star One will get you into the queue, and I can answer any questions you might have. I really want to focus um, these questions around fear, and again if you if you have some questions later, we're going to touch on some other stuff and you know who we hire, what position they're in. Um, we're going to talk about delegating, but if you have questions around fear, if you if you have some fears. Um, if you have some concerns with your current people, anything there, go with star, star one, and you can go into the queue, and I can answer any questions around fear of hiring or even if you had questions on how to calculate your, your hourly wage, um, any questions around that. So star one if you have any questions.
0: And we do have Pat. Your line is open.
3: Hello, Phil?
1: Hey, hey Pat. How are you doing?
3: Doing good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, doing great.
3: Hey, so um yeah, I, I definitely have these exact fears that you're talking about and for me it's interesting. I used to have an assistant and now I, I, I changed firms and now I've been operating solo for three months and, and for the next couple of months probably. But so I'm like I took a picture the other day of me scanning documents, like scanning bank statements to just to like make the point to myself, like I cannot be scanning document packages. There's just, there's something really wrong here. But, um, but what I do find is that, you know, I'm also, there's some things where I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is, is that, you know, there's some things that I'm doing that still feels like heavy lifting, but it is, um, I think it's value added for my clients and it helps me to, to earn clients like doing, appointments with clients where I'm giving them consults and I'm figuring out the numbers I had clients in last night, they walked out of there glowing and we're like, we haven't even written a loan for them. And they were like, we're going to refer all our friends and family. So like those meetings I'm thinking, I, I guess it should just be that I'm prospecting and doing those types of meetings, like initial loan applications and filling in the gaps after that. Is that, would you agree with that? Am I on the right track with how I'm thinking about that? I agree with
1: that? you a hundred percent. Cause to me, um, that face-to-face meeting with a client, to me, is still prospecting. You're selling them, and you're closing them for referrals. I still do it. Right before this call, I left a listing appointment. I still do listing appointments, so I'm still out there doing it. And That's the one thing that we, as the core, us being a coach here, we're not people that used to be in the business. We're not people who just send people to do everything. Um, I still do listing appointments. I still make status update calls. I'm still communicating with them. Again, do I make every you know, status update call? No, my client, my, my team is, and I kind of flip-flop and call every other week, whether it's buyers or sellers. So I'm still doing yeah. it, but my team is assisting with it. But I think we still need to be on the phone because those are opportunities for us to, like you said, get repeat business, get referral business. So I, I'm 100%. Those are, those are value-add. Now, do I want you scanning stuff? Obviously, you realize you don't need to be doing that. I don't need you scanning stuff. Um, you can have somebody yeah. do that. You can have someone do emails. You can have someone prep your documents for the meeting. The same thing, the listing appointment I had today. The file was ready. Comps are ready. I just go to the listing appointment. Like I don't prepare any of that. I don't do any of that. I just go
3: to the appointment. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right, so if so your
1: team has to prep no, sorry, you. So,
3: uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's, a, that, no, that's like, um, it's like, vindicating you're you're basically endorsing what i'm what i was thinking but i'm a little bit unsure of of how to go here i think the other fear that i have is that i've hired a few assistants and had it not work out and i you know the one common thread there is me so
1: (laughs) exactly that's another fear a lot of people have and usually it is you didn't train them properly like i still remember my first assistant that i hired i'm like all right go at it go get it done i'm like I didn't tell her yeah. what to do. And halftime, was like, system. Um, "Do you need me to do anything? you need me to do anything? I'm just sitting here, you know." So um, I think a lot of it comes back to making sure we're training them properly to what we want them to do. Because we just a lot of times we just assume they know what, whether they've been in the business or not. We assume they want to do it the way we want it done. Um, and that, to be honest with you, that's ongoing training. I still even when I have a team of 18. We train every day, and we're going to talk about a daily team meeting. We train every day in our team meeting. So that has to be ongoing. You have to have patience with that. Sometimes it's a step backwards before you go forward. You need to make sure that somebody is there, um, you know, really training, trained properly before you let them go. And it might be taking you more time instead of you just doing it. A lot of times I think that's where our problem is. We hire an assistant. We're like, and then you just go do it because you're frustrated that you had to teach him to do it. But we have to take the time to teach him to do it. My recommendation, use some type of program. I I like Camtasia. Um, Camtasia, anytime It's something that I've done repetitive, that it's something that I'm going to have to teach someone, whether it's pulling comps, a really odd comp, or, hey, how to to fill out a loan app online, whatever it may be. You actually do it. It records your screen and your voice at the same time. It doesn't record your face. It records your screen. Sometimes we do that in training. I might be training someone and showing them how to do something on the screen, or my team is, and we record it in Camtasia and put it into our video library. So that next sure. person, so I don't, got, I don't got to train. So my next assistant, I don't have to train them again. They say, hey, go into the video library. So it goes back to leveraging your time. So mm-hmm. have a training program is another, another great thing to make sure you do. But it, it's us. When, when our, our team fails, it's because we didn't, we didn't prepare them properly.
3: Yeah, uh, that's great. I'm gonna. I'm actually. I've been keeping a log of all the repetitive stuff that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, and I'm gonna create a column in that spreadsheet for Camtasia videos so I can track which which ones are the because that's that's the job description right there. It's all that stuff that that's I. That's exactly want. correct.
1: So if you guys on the call too, write down what he just said. If there's items that you keep doing that you know you can hire someone for that, and then do your training program around those. Whatever it is. Whether it's pulling comps, preparing an offer, collecting loan documents, whatever side you're on. Anything you're doing, you're like, you know what? And it's to the point where if it's something you hate doing. I still remember before I hired a team, I would sign up so many listing, listing agreements and they would just stack up by my desk that I would hate inputting them into the MLS. I would have people call me saying, hey, I signed up with you two weeks ago. When am I going to be on the market? They would just stack up. So write those things down and then... Those are those are things when we hire that next team member, that's what they're going to be doing. So great questions.
3: Yeah. Hey, thanks, Phil. I'll go back on mute. Hey, I really appreciate it. Yep, no thanks.
1: problem. We have anyone else in
0: queue? Yes. Next, we have Christian. Your line is open. Hey, Phil. This is Christian in Nashville. How are you? Hey, Christian. How you doing? I'm good. So I'm actually about to hire my first. Uh, my first assistant, he is uh, has a marketing background and was a uh, uh, project manager, so he has high structural um, kind of skill set, but zero real estate background. So my concern is handing off things like emails or obviously I, I, I do have a, a transaction coordinator that I use. Um, so things like that, I'm kind of wondering – I guess my fear would be I don't want to overwhelm him with real estate-specific things that he just isn't going to understand. What, what did you hire him for? What
1: position and what is he going to be doing? What are his tasks going to look so,
3: like?
1: So he's technically going to be stepping in as RP1
0: and helping me with things like database uh, scheduling, um, getting a little bit more on point with um, lead tracking, different kinds of essentially charts and graphs, type red red tasks that I'm just not doing a good job of keeping up with.
1: Sure. So so the the, the way you're going to have to train someone is, again, the stuff that you're going to hand off to him, he has to see you doing it. And if there's things that he could do better and add value to, it needs to be there. The problem is sometimes when people have that kind of marketing background and not the real estate the way we do real estate in the core with the referral base, they start looking at, hey, let's spend money on this, and let's do this, and let's do that. They need to understand your overall goal um, and, and what you're planning on doing, what your vision is, and they need to see it and understand the importance of that database. Like I think out of all those things you talked about, database is number one, and that first person sure. you hire needs to understand that. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is they're going to that first, that first assistant you hire is going to handle that database. They need to, that, like the database is gold. The database is always changing. They need to make sure that's the most updated. That's the most important thing, and everything we do is that database. I would probably start there, and, and have them understand the importance of repeat business referrals. Scheduling is next. Saying, hey, my time needs to be to prospecting. I am not good at all this stuff so that I'm going to have you do. I'm really good at prospecting. If I prospect, I can bring in revenue that helps me pay you guys salary. So I mean, you need to make sure I stay on track. So that's what it's, and, and don't distract me with this stuff. Um, distract me at the, at the daily team meeting. Um, and then obviously looking at lead tracking, looking at your lead tracker. The importance of database turns into leads. Um but also if you're you're on your schedule and making your prospecting calls and getting your face to face as leads are gonna come in. Um and understanding that 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 your whole team and, and this new hire needs to understand the number one priority is a lead, not a file that's having issues, it's leads first. That first call is gonna be leads and leads are the most important in your schedule too. So that's as long as they understand that and they see you living um that vision Um, and then training them on what you need to do within your database what you need to do on the lead tracker and what they need to do in your scheduling does that make sense yeah absolutely and that has not I talked nothing about real estate right there it was just about your (laughs) vision and what you have and your database scheduling lead tracker right now I mean if he has doing your email um, the way I hand off email some of you guys might have the question we're gonna talk about email the way I did it was I would always email and copy them so um, they would learn how that was done um, and, and really there's times when they can they can learn to answer questions and sometimes I'm just I would rather them say hey you know what those out of the office right now I'll make sure this gets on his desk I will get back to you and then they will respond to my answer and then eventually they would know how to respond on their own so that's kind of what my first my, my person that got into email was always hey those out of the office I'll get, And now if it was something super easy that they know they could take care of they would just take care of it and and, and as we progress they learn more and more. But again, sometimes you're gonna to have to do a little bit more work and training on how to respond to those emails before that comes in. If it was hey I need this, I want to schedule a coffee appointment, done, they can just do that. You know, but if it's, you know, hey I you know, something else that you need to work on, you know, if it's hey schedule a listing appointment, they can do that. But if it's stuff outside of that, you know, um they'll they'll eventually pick on that, pick up on that as you train them through your responses.
0: Okay. That's great.
1: That
2: all that all makes sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Cool. Do we have any other questions in the queue?
0: I'm sorry about that. At the time, there are no additional callers in the queue. Perfect.
1: So what I'm going to go on next is that, and we kind of just left off on that, is, you know, who do we hire first and what do they do? You've heard some people talk about an RP1. Um, that is that first position. It's a, it's a realtor partner one It's going to be more of a clerical position, and the things they're going to handle—that whole list that we talked about earlier—that you're going to write down that you you hate doing. And if you hate prospecting, it's not going to work. We cannot delegate that. You have to do that. I still do that. You have to do that. If you're going to, if you want to grow your business, if you want to grow in the core, prospecting has to be um, there for you. Um, The things we're going to hand off are going to be the more clerical stuff. Is your database? We just talked about the database is the most important thing. Keeping track of that database, make sure it's up to date. Um, number two is your schedule. Your schedule—they need to make sure they keep you on track. Making sure that you know when they're scheduling your stuff. Prospecting first, protecting your green time, right? I'm um, not interrupting you during your, your green time. Um, making sure that you're on track. Making sure that there's a prioritizing. Prospecting leads need to be pro- need to be priority in your calendar. Making sure they're filling your calendar, making sure that whatever's in your calendar, you're prepared. If you have that listing file, that listing file needs to be ready. So in your calendar and making sure they're not having you drive one the town, back to another area, then back to that area. They need to make sure your schedule is super tight on where you're going. So calendar is important. Your email is that next thing. That is the hardest thing for people to hand off. I know we talked about a little bit of email on some of the questions there. Um, you have to delegate the email. Um, I'm in email. And we're closing obviously like I mentioned 16 million this month I'm in email about 10 minutes in the morning and that's it I've not been an email since this morning but it's all going to be taken care of the only thing that's left and there is any emails that my assistant feels can wait to the next day and I really need to respond she will still respond to them and say that I'll get back to them tomorrow um, if there's something in there that needs to be uh, that I need to get to them today. She's just going to tell me um, during my interruption time that I need to call them. And if it that's if it's a lead, if it's um, someone that I'm looking to sign up, um, if it's a you know um, someone in my VIP, if it's someone that I'm looking to put on my 104 form and make a new outbound phone call, she will. I would rather call than email. I hardly ever. I might send out two emails a day if that. Um, I'd rather be on the phone, pick up the phone. I hate emailing back and forth ten different times. It's such a waste of time pick up the phone it can be done in two seconds pick up the phone and, then, and it's so much easier to ask for a referral whatever whoever you're speaking to um, the other thing that that our first RP one is gonna handle they're gonna handle all your buyer and seller files so this and with a growing team they should be able to handle all of this your email your calendar your database and your buyer and seller file that's making sure that you know your buyer files are ready with all the correct paperwork in there your buyer presentation all the properties that you're going to go show them, um, schedule all those showings um, for your seller files, all the comps pulled, all your listing paperwork prepared, um, making sure that file is ready when you head out of that office, it's done. Um, preparing all your offers, whether it's uh, you know, on the buy side, preparing your offers for those buyers. Um, so that's really that first person, that's what they do, email, calendar, database, buyer and seller files. So you really need to have a, a training program around that. And, again, you can maybe keep some of it and hand some of that off. But that that first assistant needs to take take all of that off of you. You know, when you're closing a few files, you know, a month, that's really easy. As you continue to grow, then we'll divide those tasks up and hire that second RP1. Um, So, really, they're handling all of that stuff to make it easier. You should not be touching any of that. I do not touch any of that. Um, I know someone mentioned in the question earlier, do we still – You know, do the face-to-face appointments, whether you're a lender or realtor. Yes, I still do listing appointments. I still do buyer consultations in my office. My buyer consultation takes me about five to 15 minutes, go over everything, and then I pass it on to um, one of my buyer's agents or showing assistants. My listing, I go in, probably take my presentation and get everything signed up. probably takes me about an hour. I hand the file off, and then my listing coordinator takes it from there. So I just touch the file within seconds, and, it's, and now there's no files on my desk. Those are just moved on. Um, do I still call leads? Yes. Do I still prospect? Yes. I still meet with people. I meet with referral partners. I try and leverage my time even more now to even do more uh larger events um, with builders, with referral partners, that kind of thing. Do I still do break breaths? Yes. So as team leaders, we've got to keep doing that kind of stuff. That's stuff we're not going to delegate, all right? So when we we hire our second um, person, it's, well one thing. Go back that first that first RP one. When we're talking about them managing your schedule, they need to make sure that they print your daily schedule. I don't want it just on your phone. I'm okay with it being on your phone. Mine's on my phone, but I have a printed schedule. When I leave for the day, that's the first thing that I have. All right, printed schedule. Um, all your appointments for that day. How many of you guys? And I know there's plenty of you out there have gone to a listing appointment and they were a no show. You drove 30 minutes, no show. They need to make sure they're confirming all of your appointments for the next day. All right? You go to a coffee. You need to make sure that's confirmed. So your assistant needs to print your schedule. They need to confirm every appointment the day before to make sure they're going to be there. Will some people still not show up? Yes. All right? They need to make sure they're answering the phone. Your cell phone should not be on any, any information. It needs to be the office phone, and that assistant needs to be answering those. All right? When we're talking about the database. And I know some of you guys, again, just new into the core with level one, some of you in level two and know most of this stuff, all right? We need to make sure we have our top 50 VIPs as we're growing that list. We have to have our top 50 previous clients and making sure that we are, when we're talking about marketing and what we're going to do to that database, we need to make sure we're mailing our evidence of success, our EOS, We need to make sure that we're mailing our letter of the heart, and they're going to help, obviously, get all this out. You're going to write it. I still write my letter of the heart. I have... Someone that looks over it and kind of puts final tweaks on it. Um, EOS, I do not prepare the EOS. I approve the EOS, and then that goes out. Um, And the same thing, you know, I send out my letter of the heart, making sure that that is done to that list. Um, We need to make sure we have a, a, a birthday program in place for those VIPs, making sure that we're doing a birthday program. Birthday cards, birthday gifts, that needs to be done all right your list for your theme day they need to give you that list from that database if you're calling vips if you're making status update calls if you're calling your lead tracker they need to give you all of that all right um other things we do with our database happy hours client events and parties you know any other outside random gifts you know we're having our um our big event uh easter egg event easter egg hunt this this coming upcoming sunday um so we got that lined up my team is taking care of that all I did on that was did a video for it. I sent out a video. To my database videos are huge, and keep in, in touch with that database to make sure you're sending videos periodically. My video prior to that was March Madness. I entered, it, I had people enter free entry, all my clients and referral partners, um, and then I'm, the winners, I donated money to their charity of choice. So again, free entry, it's fun, keeps them interactive, and they love that I'm giving money away from charity. Your videos can be about anything. Just keep in touch with your database. I don't even recommend overwhelming them with just real estate material because sometimes they get too much from you. So making sure you're keeping in touch with the database, with mailings, with phone calls, uh, making sure your 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 list is there and everyone knows um, our theme days. Monday we're calling our VIPs. This is for Realtors. Monday calling VIPs. Tuesday status calls. Wednesday's hot and old leads. Thursday's uh, past 50 past clients. And then Friday we're making outbound phone calls. I know the lenders on the list have have a different theme day calls and you guys have that. So when we're talking about managing your buying and selling uh, documents, making sure that you have checklists in place for them to manage those files. You can't just give them a file and expect them to know how to do it your way, whether it's in your CRM, which we have it in our CRM, or if you have it um, with checklists. Um, We have both. So making sure you have checklists, um, making sure they're they're kind of going through those checklists, taking care of everything, Um, and then they're taking it from that contract period through closing. Um, also on listings, taking it from listing, putting it into the MLS, you know, following up with feedback on showings. Um, and then on the on the uh, buy side, just making sure everything is done in those buyer files and checklists. So just making sure that's all done on your, your buy files and sell files, making sure that's totally taken care of, all right? So that's um, obviously your first RP1 takes care of that. Um, I'm going to go in how we divide these up, um, unless you guys have any questions on all this. I know it's a lot that that first RP1 is taken care of. You might have to still have some on your plate until you get enough business in to hire that second RP1, and we'll talk about the second RP1, um, but I want to open it up for any questions that you might have on that first RP1 position. Um, and same thing from the lender perspective, um, making sure that they're taking care of a lot of that first initial paperwork so that you're prepared for your appointment you should be meeting with realtors um, you guys should be just meeting with realtors you should a- actually just be doing um, your um, application appointments alright so everything else your team should be that first that first assistant that you hire on the lending side is taking care of everything for you to prep you for those appointments making sure that you're set and ready to go once you obviously get the application you guys don't need to be collecting documents on the lending side that's up to them. Um, obviously, if they're having troubles, you need to make a phone call, you get involved in it, same as we had to on the real estate side, but all that stuff, um, the clerical items need to be taken care of um, by your first assistant that you hire on the lending side also. You guys should just be focusing on calls um, and appointments and face-to-faces and break bread. So I'm going to open up the star one uh, for that first assistant um, that you're going to be hiring. Um, and any questions you might have around what they're doing and how they do it. So you guys can hit star one and open that up in the meantime. Um I, I will just sit here and wait for some questions and I'll probably I'm gonna um talk about um lenders and what they those guys need to do. Um I know we have some lender calls on here. Um so making sure that we have it set and what that, that first assistant that you hire is doing. Because I mean your guys' main focus on the lending side is to get after us. Here on on the real estate side, and get in touch with realtors to try and obviously get more business, more referrals. That's the that's the biggest thing that you guys need to be focusing your time on, um, so that um, so that you, you you can obviously bring in business. That's the way. It just goes back to just leads and have your team focusing on taking some of those loan apps. Uh, your team collecting documents, um, so that you guys can focus your time and attention on that. So your first assistant. Any questions on hiring that first assistant?
0: one to get in there and you guys as you're as you're sitting here and we're sitting on the call
2: um,
1: we'll we'll eventually divide those tasks up as you guys continue to grow Um, and again it's it's a second assistant we usually don't start hiring a sales another salesperson we can kind of talk about that briefly just maybe dividing those up or someone just takes care of you know your email calendar and database and all that stuff we talked about there and then eventually putting that other second higher maybe work in the buyer and seller files. And then again, as you grow one more time, someone might be on buy files, someone on seller files. Um, And as you continue to grow your team, we'll kind of divide those tasks that way. Um, You got someone there for
0: in the queue? We do have Mike. Your line is open.
3: Hey, Mike. Thank you. Yes, hi. Uh, I'm new to core first level. I've been in other coaching for five years. Going, coming into the, uh, I have one virtual assistant right now and one part-time assistant. What are your thoughts on virtual to start off, uh, to get some help momentarily, before? So I, I, d- do, I, I do, do not it. like vir-
1: virtual assistants at all. Um, I, I just don't think they can be effective. I don't think they can see your vision, leave your culture if you're not there. And we have a daily team meeting every day, and if you're not doing that, um, and it's just harder to do that virtually. It's really hard to do that virtually. Um. I really think that they need to be there to see the culture and and see it i I have one assistant who had been with me for years that unfortunately had to relocate now she is remote, but again, she knew the culture she knows the vision she knows what to do, so she learned it here face to face for years and then obviously um has moved away and she's working but i i do not I do not like hiring a virtual assistant out of the gate. I just think it's it's just very difficult to be able to um To give that client service and really it's it's building that team to cater to your clients and I think it's very difficult for someone to cater remotely personally
3: right right okay yeah part of the reason it's virtual because of the cost my cash flow has been up and down so it's I had a one full time before and I couldn't maintain it because of the cash flow so I felt like I don't want to let another person down let me start with the virtual before my business starts to get more solid so I can afford it um, month in, month out.
1: So what, we, what you need to make sure we're doing is focusing that time on prospecting so we don't have to worry about that. If, if we're yes. doing the right thing and we train them properly and we're prospecting like we're supposed to, um, and I think that's the biggest difference between any other coaching program and in the core, that we pound on you guys to make sure that you're prospecting. So what happens if you're doing that and you're prospecting properly I've never had a problem where I had to downsize since I started in the court. I mean, never, never had that problem, and obviously, you know, that's our goal for you guys, and never had that problem either. So just to continue to to increase your business, and you'll continue to grow that way. That's kind of our overall goal, and that's what the majority of us push to do. So I wouldn't have that fear. I think you just have to hire someone, um, and, I, and I know it's, it's not fun when you have to get rid of somebody. But I know people have fear of seeing that. Thirty or 40000 for the year, but it comes out to be, you know, whatever it is, 2500 3000 a month. And unfortunately, if it gets to that point, we have to let someone go. Obviously, we need to make sure, but it's really on our shoulders that we need to be out there prospecting to make sure that we're bringing enough money to pay our people.
2: Yes. But I do yes. not
1: like virtual tour. I think you just got to step it up, make the calls. I'd rather you be over and above what you're planning on making for, um, for a few months before you hire that person. And Unfortunately, that might mean more hours. It might mean you doing a little bit more work prior to that,
3: if that gotcha. makes sense. Yes, 100%. All right?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yep. OK, next we do have Jackie. Your line is open. Hi, this is Jackie Vaughn in Richmond, uh, new to the CORE program. Could you speak a little bit
3: to when you're ready to make that step? Is it like a financial number?
1: Yeah, so so a couple of things I always I always um want to make sure we we set that um are you at a level in the core where you set your dashboard of what you need to bring in on a net income basis?
0: I joined like a few days ago, so I haven't done okay. all of that yet. So we we'll,
1: yeah, we'll set a dashboard our typical um is usually we want three deals for one person. So um that's kind of what we're looking at. How many deals are you closing per month?
0: Around two, two or three.
1: Around two. So I think we need to get to that consistent three. Again, a lot of that's based on your price point, what market you're in. So it could be two, it could be three, depending on the price point in the market you're in. So you're right in that stage where if we can consistently be at three um, and you keep – we the other thing we look at is, is, again, we don't base it just on that number. We want to make sure that your cost is in line too. We get some people that are new to the core, and they're closing two or three deals, but they're spending – all that in their expenses we need to make sure we keep your expenses down that where you need your income to be and make sure we're closing enough deal on a consistent basis and then we can hire that person and I always like to make sure that you're over what you want to make three months in a row then you can hire that person thank you you're welcome our
0: next question does come from Martin your line is open
3: Hey, it's Martin Sullivan, uh, new to the core. Um, just had a question,
1: kind of tangential to what you're talking about. You had mentioned that you do the videos and email. Uh, what system or what product do you recommend for doing those video emails? Sure. I, I like to use BombBomb for videos. I know there's plenty of other sources out there. I use BombBomb, and it's really easy to send it from your computer or your phone, and, you know, once you get it set up, it's very easy to use. I like, I like it when it's easy to use, and, and for, Bomb, for me, BombBomb is really easy for that
2: awesome thank you you're welcome
0: at this time there are no additional callers in the queue
1: <laughs> perfect all right so the next step once we have that team and whether it's one individual um, or we have I have 18 individuals on my team so um, as you as you're hiring and I know it was even when I had my one assistant I didn't have my daily team meeting I just wasn't doing it it is so important and I know some of you guys. I know many of you guys out there are not are not doing the daily team meetings. I had a couple of my students last semester that were level three students that weren't having their daily team meeting, and I pushed them to have their daily team meeting, and it it blew up their results because their daily team meeting allows them to delegate everything out, so that their whole day goes nice and smooth the rest of the day. If not, we're flying in, dropping off files, you know, phone calls back and forth to find out what's going on. That daily team meeting is so crucial, so crucial. Those are the one Two things that Rick really beating into my head hey how much $15 an hour work did you do today and did you have your daily team meeting those two things are so important as you start hiring um so when we delegate we need to make sure that and it's at that team meeting or as we're training people all right, we need to make it clear exactly what needs to be done when it needs to be done how they let need to let you know that it was complete all right, that is super important, and you really need to let them know, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. If you're training someone, if they don't know why, you're always going to have to reiterate telling them to do it, do it, do it. Once they realize why, I think they will easily understand it the next time and then it'll just get done. All right, um, so we need to make sure we're always delegating, always holding people accountable. All right, that daily team meeting, too, is it, it's that time where you really can just pump up your team, you need to come in there with a great attitude whether you have one team member or 18 team members cuz your attitude is contagious as a leader if you're a strong leader your demeanor every day and what you do there's going to be all eyes on you you need to make sure as you're growing that team that your demeanor is what you want it to be all right and no matter what's going on outside when you open that door into your office it needs to be you need to be in the correct mood pump up your team be positive be ready to go all right so making sure when we are also delegating to that team when I talked about accountability, make sure that we have metrics and goals for every team member, each position. They need to understand and know what's expected of them. I think, you know, one of the one of the guys earlier with the question of, had a couple of systems didn't work out, but I bet you if he got back on the call and I said, Hey, did you have metrics and goals for that position? Probably not, all right? And we need to make sure that they understand their metrics and goals. So it's not like someone comes on to your team and wants to be a bad employee, all right? We're just bad leaders because we're not setting metrics and goals, and we're not delegating properly to them. So that is where as leaders, um, as we're growing our team, we can't just throw someone in a position and hope and pray that they get it done. So set metrics, set goals, and hold them accountable. We need to make sure we're having semi-annual reviews with them too. So many employees want to know where they stand. Am I doing a good job? Um, so you need to make sure that you're letting them know if you're doing a good job, if they need to work on some stuff, let them know what they need to work on, all right? Um set a training schedule too. For that first person that hires, I mean I know it's gonna be the last thing you want to squeeze in your schedule because it's already crazy busy and you don't have time to get done stuff, that's why you're hiring that next person. But you have to have a set training schedule, all right? Set training schedule. Um and just making sure your expectations is clear. And as you continue to grow Everyone on the team needs to have a clear expectation of who handles what within the process. Just because someone is on the selling side doesn't mean they don't need to know what's going on on the buy side or vice versa. So if a call comes in, they need to be able to, again, cater to that client, get them in touch with the right person, and understand what that person does. So we always cross train, especially if one person's out, they kind of step in. As your team's growing, you need to make sure that you're doing that. Um, So really, that that we have to continue to delegate all day, every day. But it's so much easier to do it in that team meeting. Come in with a positive attitude. um, Delegate everything you need to do there at this team meeting and throughout the day. A lot of your team, especially a young and new team, and that first person is going to almost try and redelegate to you and give you something to do. Um, Anytime that happens, anytime that happens, our normal reaction is just to go take care of it because you know. It's going to be easier if you just pick up the phone and take care of the problem instead of redelegating back, but if we don't redelegate back every time they get that same problem it's coming to you if we redelegate back properly, it will never come back to you again so anytime that my team comes to me with with an issue whether it's you know during my interruption time or at the daily team meeting, I will always ask the question if I wasn't here, how would you handle it and I want to hear exactly I want them to start thinking through this we can't just always be telling them what to do they need to understand the why behind everything so I will delegate back to them once they say hey I would do XYZ I might agree hundred percent say hey I trust you I think you can go ahead and take care of that and handle that so go ahead and tell them XYZ now if there's something I need to add to it or I didn't like exactly how they said something I would say hey I think everything you said was great except I would add this and I said hey I trust you to call them you had most of it taken care of you just add this two, two other points Go ahead and call it. Let me know how it goes. So we have to redelegate back to them because if they continue to delegate back to us. Now, worst case scenario, if it is an item that you feel you need to really – they need to hear you on – and almost like a role play, but hear you have that conversation and kind of shadow you, have them come into your office. Have them listen to you on the call or whether it's face-to-face or whatever that needs to be taken care of. Have them listen to you so that they know next time that they can take care of it and ask them – I always ask them, hey, what did you learn from that call? What was your takeaway? What can you do next time when this call comes up? Do you think you can handle that call? Um, so, there is time still with a young and growing team that you might need to make the call, but use it as training. Don't just go make the phone call without them being there. Um, the best training is for them to shadow you and doing everything you're doing. I recommend them shadowing you for a while before you even put them obviously on working files or calling clients. So, some of your training needs to be shadow training. If that's not in your training schedule, it needs to be in there. They need to see you. Do what you do every day because that obviously makes a huge difference, them hearing you and seeing you and what you say. And that is ongoing. I, I had people come and shadow train me even now. If they're like, hey, I'm going to make this sales call, come on in, listen to me. I know some coaches actually go right in the bullpen, has call nights. All the other salespeople are out there and they're off calling together. So they're here the on a team leader call. They know that, hey, he's, he's out there. He's, he's getting it done just like we are, okay? He's in the trenches and then they can hear and take little tidbits from you of how you made that sales call, what you said, how you said it. But make sure that you don't let people continue to delegate right back to you and you take care of it, not use it as a training opportunity. We, you need to consistently train your people every day, all day. I do it all the time. I'm still doing it. I, I probably trained about five or six people today on stuff that I told them how to take care of, um, or they listened to me and how I took care of something. All right. So make sure. I actually had two calls with clients. They were on listings. I went back with my listing team with my headset as they were working, and they heard me with the phone call. So they were taking tidbits away from what I was doing today. I did that just today. All right. So make sure that we're doing that. I made a sales call. I brought one of my buyer's agents in today to listen to that sales call. Um, that's ongoing. I do it every day. I train in my daily meeting. I do role play. That's another opportunity to do role play. If they're having a concern, an issue with a buyer, one of my buyer's agents, we'll have a conversation and we'll walk through it through role play. I'm not going to give them the answer to it. I'm not going to tell them what to say. I'll role play and I will be them and tell them how to answer it. All right. So role playing is key in training too. So we have um, about 10 minutes left on a call. So I do want to open it up to anything on team meeting, um, delegating, um, accountability, training. I really open it up to that in building your team. Um, and then, uh, and anything else we really covered. We can go back to stuff that I covered from, you know, what that first assistant does. Your fears, still having fears. Um, but really, I'd like some questions more around delegating, accountability, training. If you guys have any questions around that team meeting, I can answer those. But really, any questions since we're kind of here with ten minutes left on the call, I want to make sure if you have any questions. And I know if you have a question, there's probably 10, 15 other people on this call that had that same question. So hit star one. Get on here, talk, ask me that question. Um that's obviously what you guys are here for. Take away as much as you can and make sure your your question gets answered. So star one will put you in the queue to answer any questions you might have for me.
0: We do have Ramon. Your line is open.
3: Hi, um I, I missed the first uh fifteen minutes of the call. I was just finished up with a client. But one of my questions is uh I am a tier one um uh core uh training and um, my business at the moment where I need to hire somebody. I'm, this is going to be my first assistant. Where do you source your assistant? Where have you seen the best results in sourcing your assistants? So that,
1: that, that is a great question. We really didn't cover uh, that, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, once you do hire that first assistant, so you'll have time, and then you can be on, on the call right from the beginning and be on track and on schedule, and, and your business is going to blow up. So great question on source. So I... I go to my database. My database has been my number one source. I just hired um, another RP1 closing coordinator. I have four closing coordinators at the level of business that we're doing, um, and it was one of my previous clients. So I put it out in video, Um, I put it in my letter of the heart, Um, so everyone that I know knows that I'm looking to hire. So I put it out there to my database. That's my number one source. Um, I also use recruiting firms. I think recruiting firms, um, they don't really charge you unless they find you an employee that you hire. Then you obviously have to pay them a flat fee or you pay them a percentage um, per hour. And the good thing about that, if if you pay them that percentage per hour or whatever it is, um, you know, in the first 90 days, if they don't work out, they're gone and doesn't do anything to your your, – obviously to your unemployment and all that kind of stuff. So that's my second, um, you know, option that I go to. I've done uh, community colleges, the colleges for interns. Um, I, one of one of my um, best closing coordinators now coming onto my listing side was an intern with me when she started. Um, she started just answering the phones up front as an intern, uh, became one of my closing coordinators, my best closing coordinator, and now she's going onto my listing side. So I do like community colleges um, for people that are looking for internships. Um I do like um my database. Um, another thing is if you're if you're just gonna market it on your own, LinkedIn is great, social media is great to let people know you're hiring. Um I would rather have it be a warm referral than someone that I just don't don't know. Um and then if not, recruiting firms are, are after that who I usually use um to help hire. But those are the three Perfect. sources that I use. All right?
2: Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Great question.
0: Our next question comes from Jimmy. Your line is open.
3: Hey, Phil Jimmy Thompson in Phoenix, Arizona.
0: Hey, Jimmy.
3: Can you hear me? okay? I'm driving.
1: I got you
3: okay, good. So hey, um, in the process of putting together you know checklists for a lot of the things that I do, one of them would be the the you know the morning meeting. I have a part time assistant um I own the brokerage and, uh, so she helps me with a lot of that stuff too. And of course the, the brokerage is able to help pay, you know, her, you know, her salary. But, um, my, my question is, what do you have on your, what, what are all the things that you do in your, your daily checklist? What are you just dis- discussing at your morning meeting? So Besides that, that just the files.
2: Great.
1: Yeah. So that, that is a great question. Um, so what we do, and actually I, my, I pulled out my list here because I, my daily team meeting, I kind of keep that with me all day because it kind of has everything. The first thing I go over is new, is leads. Any new leads, leads are working on. So to me, in every daily team meeting, leads should be number one. Leads should be number one. So I have someone on my team that kind of does my lead tracker. We're talking about all the new leads that came in. Um, I review them all because sometimes they might have came in from Zillow, but I, I recognize the name, and it might have been you know, a previous client. It might have been um, someone that was referred in by one of my referral sources. So I look at All the leads that came in from the previous night. And that gives, when I talk about metrics and goals, we need to know, hey, how many leads do we need to have in on a daily basis? You know, for me, I need five leads on a daily basis. Did we hit our goal? Are we over or are we under? Okay, we only got three leads today. We need to make sure we have, you know, seven tomorrow. So leads is number one in that daily team meeting. So we go over that. And then once we talk about leads and we talk about current buyers that we're working on trying to find them home, buyers we have in the car, Um, we talk about any you know, seller leads that we're working on that we're trying to get them signed. If I went to a listing appointment, we didn't get signed up. So it's kind of uh seller's next. Um, then we really, after that, um, I go in and my listing, then we talk about listings that we have currently signed, whether it's feedback offers coming in. So that's kind of our process there. And then we go over all the files that we have under contract, a contract to close. Um, and then we talk about any events we have coming up, any of our, you know, EOSs, Letter of the Heart, um, any of that kind of stuff we talk about my schedule too, making sure that hey is it, you know, everything there at that daily team meeting that I need is my schedule there my schedule is printed my list is printed all that kind of stuff but leads are number one making sure you're going over your schedule your call logs lists, and then we go over files last to me the, the team needs to understand and know that leads are number one and they're the best priority you got to focus on that first in your daily team meeting Because if you're not focusing on it that's not going to be the top priority for them either does that all make sense? Any sure. other questions or anything I left out on the, on the daily team meeting?
3: No, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, you're
1: welcome. And I know the core has a bunch of people's uh, morning team meetings, so if you're in coaching, they should be able to get you um, access to some of those generic uh, team meetings.
3: Notes.
0: We do have a final question. That comes from Noah. Your line is open. Uh,
3: yes, this is Noah from Columbus, Ohio. I am a lender. And um, my question is with my team, I have – I've had some challenges with kind of morale of, you know, I'm out doing – making sales calls, having meetings, they're in the office doing work, and they, they're just needing validation from me that they're doing a good job and doing good work. So I'm just – I'm challenged with is that something that's on me? Is that something I missed during the hiring process of attitude – is there something that you do to keep uh, the morale of your, your team members uh, up?
1: True. So a couple of questions for you. When, when I talk about that daily team meeting, you need to make sure you pump them up. Um, I don't just train and tell them they're doing everything wrong. I kind of, that's my time to say, Hey, you know what? You did a great job. I have gift cards. We have what they call tender moments. There's a little place called tenders around here. Anytime they get a compliment from a client, anytime I think they deserve a compliment, they took care of something for me. So you need to make sure you do those things for us. All right, we don't need compliments. We just like to make a lot of money, and we make a lot of money, and we don't need that. All right, we don't need that pat on the back. A lot of our team members do that. So you always need to make sure um, that you're there, pumping them up, telling them they're doing a great job. They need that. Um, do little fun gifts, whether it's gift cards, um, Starbucks gift cards, if they did a great job. Bring those up. Make it, you know, make them understand and know it in front of everyone else. Do fun stuff with your team. Are you doing events with your team on a monthly basis?
3: We we've done that. We we've, we've got away from it the last couple of months, and get back to it. We've done that before, and, and it's been really
1: so good. Yep. So that's part of the problem. We do fun stuff together. Um, we do happy hours together. We're on kickball teams together. Um, we play pool together. We do a bunch of fun stuff outside of the office. All right. We go bowling together. Um, ton of stuff that we do outside. We go. We've gone to the gun range. Um, there's so many. That we we actually did a guys trip in the mountains. We went out there and. Um, road dirt bikes and four-wheelers so we do a lot of fun stuff outside of the normal stuff so I think they need that part of it too um, we I, t- I always are this way it's the culture that you that you have on there my culture is here and if you ask them and my team I treat them like family I feed them I have snacks you have to have that there too um, I treat them like family so they turn around and treat my clients like family okay um, and part of it is hey giving them high fives telling them they're doing a great job we have to do that take care of them if you take care of them, they're going to take care of your clients, your realtor partners, all that stuff. If you're not taking care of them and treating them the way they want to be treated, the opposite's going to happen. So it comes back again on our shoulders, our shoulders. I treat them like family, so my clients feel it. They feel that hey, you, you guys treat us like we're the only client out there. Like your whole team. Like that's that's the compliments that I get. So, um, but it's just taking care of them. You really have you do have to compliment them. You have to have events. Um, you got to feed them, um, all that kind of stuff. Have different little rewards and and and, uh, and stuff for them when they do a great job. That help.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. All
1: right, you're welcome. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna kind of wrap this up. Um, I know we started with fears, so overcome any fear you have. I did. It's it's gonna it's gonna the rewards if you overcome that fear. All right. Get a list of stuff that you know that you're doing. You need to delegate to that next team member that you need to hire. All right make enough money so that you can go hire that next person. Once you hire that next person, make sure that you are doing the right things with training them properly, having that daily team meeting, delegating properly. And I love the last question that came in. Once we get that team, we need to make sure we take care of them. So they stay there. They want to do a great job. They want to do a great job for you. They want to take care of your clients, but you got to let them know when they're doing a great job. We need to let them know when they're not, but let them know when they're doing a great job. Take care of them, feed them, have snacks, take them out to lunch, do fun stuff with them all right make sure we're doing that because if you do that to them they will do what you need them to do to cater to your clients and that's the main goal if you cater to them they will cater to your clients alright keep rocking um, I hope you had a great start to the year hopefully you continue at that pace if not um, hopefully, you guys turn it around I think this year is gonna be a great year I started out with my best ever I want you guys to make sure you're finishing with the best ever alright um, build that team get it done it's the only way you're gonna make a difference is is hiring that team and delegating some of the tasks that you don't have time to get done. All right, have a great day. We'll catch up with you soon. Bye.
0: This officially concludes today's conference. You may disconnect the line at this time.